It's Take It Like a Mandalorian here on the Four Figure Discount Network. This week we are here to review Chapter 12, aka The Siege. I am Dando. I am Guy, and wow, this was a good episode. Oh, mate, this could arguably be my favorite today. I wrote in the Patreon group that I gave it 11 stars. I was just like, this to me felt <laughs> like I was watching the original trilogy. It had enough great action, enough story progression, enough of. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the evil guys getting the upper hand. That's why I love Empire Strikes Back so much. I mean, I, mm. I love it when I know the bad guys eventually do get defeated, but I always love it when the bad yeah. guys sort of get the upper hand on the good guys. And that's what this episode was, is like planting the the tracker and that kind of thing on um on uh, Mando's ship. But we also got our Grief Cargo and Cara Do returning. Uh, the, the, the corny dialogue, though, just got me. I just thought it was great. The only one that annoyed me a little bit was the Mithril, the, the blue guy. I just thought after a while, I was just kind of like, yeah, you're kind of getting into Jar Jar Binks territory now, but you're still not quite there, which is fine. A little bit, yeah. I mean, he's a. am never a huge fan of sort of cowardly comic relief kind of guy. And honestly, he was so sort of surplus to requirements in this in this whole scenario. This thought, okay, this guy is either uh, going to be a turncoat or he's going to get killed. You know, and, um, and neither of those things happened. But uh, look... It, you're right. I mean, he's not so bad as to be a deal breaker, but uh, yeah, you could. I think we could easily have done this episode without him. I mean, look, he, he played his part and he didn't offend or annoy too much. But uh, having said that, it was great to have uh, both Grief and Kara back. I don't think I've, I've written in here. I can't recall a performance more likable than that of Carl Weathers. Oh, recently. I, mate, and it's, it's just, just it's, he's just so wholesome. He is, and he's just got me appreciating him more and more, and it got me thinking about, you know, not just what a great character Apollo Creed was, but how well Carl Weathers played him in the in those first few Rocky movies. You mm. know, I mean, he's a real, you know, he's got real swagger, and he's a bit of a braggart, but he's also, a, you know, a really sharp businessman, and, you know, he, and he becomes a, you know, a, at first he's a great opponent, then he's a great friend to Rocky and all that kind of business. So he's, basically gr- he's basically Griff Cargo. Essentially, yeah, yeah. But then I was thinking about him in Predator and how fantastic he is in mm. that. Yeah. Um. Of course, in um. Of course, in Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. He's comedy. Yeah. It, yeah. He had that. He had that great. Uh, he had that great sort of recurring bit in Arrested Development where he's just this cheapskate. You know, <laughs> so, hey, you take that, put it in a pot, put some vegetables. You got a stew going. <laughs> <laughs> Did you and, see? Um, did you see the? I think someone posted in the Patreon group, but he's holding Baby Yoda, and he's yeah. saying that <laughs> put that in the pot. You got a stew going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, just everything he did here. I mean, when he when he showed up and just you know, just that real larger than life boisterous energy that he's got. Yeah, big he smile. Had in the, yeah, in the first scene as well. But it was just so good to see him again, and. Um, yeah, I mean, when you first- to, to me, it breathed some life back into the show. I mean, as great as the first three episodes were, it felt like the Mandalorian again, having those two back. Yes, yeah. I mean, he, he's, it's good that he's got his sort of, not necessarily his crew, but, you know, offsiders that know who he is and have, have been in some scrapes with him and uh, have got his have got Mando's number a little bit. I, yeah, I, I really liked uh, seeing Carl Weathers. I really like seeing Gina Carano as well. I mean... Uh, She's fucking surprisingly so good in this role, man. Isn't she? I mean, I just I just love watching her throw down. Yeah. I mean, she is she's, you know, an incredible fighter, clearly. But uh yeah, she just carries herself with this, you know, terrific ballsy energy. It's uh yeah, I I really like Gina Carano. But unfortunately, look, there's a bit of static sort of um 
away from the show because, well, I think Gina's got some sort of conservative political views and some that are a bit sort of sketchy when it comes... I think she's a bit anti-mask, anti-face mask when it comes to... Yeah, so some people have taken issue with that. But look, man, the world's got everything in it. You know, I mean, and if you're you're that much of a dimwit that you're going to go... Oh, well, Gina Carano says I shouldn't wear a mask. Maybe I shouldn't wear a mask. Then, quite frankly, you deserve to get a fucking disease. But um, <laughs> at the same time, unless they're really, truly toxic and obnoxious views, um, I don't think you should be sort of lobbying or hashtagging to get someone kicked off a show, as some people are doing. Uh, particularly when there is... Um, are they trying to get her kicked off the show because of that? I think... Oh, look. When I say they're trying to get her kicked off the show, there's hashtags like fire Gina or something. They're, they're, like. they're signing an online petition. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 dumb social media bullshit. Yes, yeah. And quite frankly, no, we're not getting rid of Gina Carano because quite frankly, you'll have to go through me. <laughs> you should, it should be you have to go through Gina Carano to get her kicked off the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. If you, if you can make Gina Carano tap out, then fine. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so happy to see the two of them again. And um, yeah, look, speaking of Carl Weathers, you get to the very end of this episode, what does that credit say? Directed, directed by it. Carl Weathers. Yes. And I'll tell you what, directed the shit out of it. It's, oh my god! It, this was fucking great, man. Seriously, this was really, really good. I mean, the humor was great. The action was especially good. But honestly, God, I mean, there were some scenes in this, and I mean, look, it it, it takes a village to make to, to make an episode of The Mandalorian. It's not just you know the work of one person behind the camera doing everything. But you know, there was there were shots in this action sequences like this feels like like I'm watching a Guardians of the Galaxy movie or something, or like some. You know, some Marvel extravaganza. This is yes. really well put together. And the, particularly the, ch- the chase during the canyon. The chase yeah. during the canyon was fantastic. Holy shit, how great was it? it just, I, honestly, the, what I wrote in the Patreon group was that this was, to me, was as close to the original trilogy that we have had from anything Star Wars related. That's including the prequels. Like, this just felt, mm. like, this felt like a new hope. It was fucking so cool. It did, yeah. Look, it's really giving yeah, shout-outs to, origin- to the original trilogy and particularly A New Hope. It's a... Uh, yeah, incredibly enjoyable this episode. So well done. It was impossible not to have fun watching it, you know? Oh, yeah. And not just because of, you know, the uh, the propulsive action and all that kind of stuff. This was maximum cuteness from Yodito this time around to the point where it's like, oh, my God, this is almost too much. <laughs> when, when, when the... Um Ah, oh, fuck, what's Mando's ship called? Oh. The Razor Crest. The, the, yes, yes, the Crest. So he's, he's driving off in it, and little baby Yoda's just like, woohoo! I was like, this is, oh, fucking, yeah. this is amazing. Like, <laughs> But every bit, I mean, you know, just the whole, okay, the red wire goes in there, and the, it goes with the blue. No, don't put them together, and all that kind of stuff. That's great. I had a friend of mine go, that thing only exists just to pull funny face, uh, pull cute faces. And I'm like, and they're fucking adorable. So shut up. And they, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when uh you know when um they land on is it navarro 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 Nav- yeah navarro yeah yeah and um everyone's really stoked to see uh to see the child and you know grief sort of picking him up and jiggling him and all that stuff dumping him in the classroom the kid just the, the child just wants those macarons those little blue uh those little blue biscuits and does the levitation trick to get him oh everything about him just yeah you know, so cute, so cute this time around. And you know, he's not even in the episode for the bulk of it. But what's there? Oh, you um, yeah, you're getting a maximum uh, Yodito for your buck this time around. So we find out here. So this takes us all the way back to the first episode, obviously with the Mithra and everything. But we find out now why they wanted Yodito in the first place. Uh, mm. One off Gideon wanted him, and it's because it seems they're using his blood 
to uh, try to create their own version of Jedi, I assume. Yeah, well, I, I was. I'm guessing we're sort of looking at the final shot of the episode. Yes, yes. So we'll go a quick run through of the episode. So basically, yeah. the Mandalorian returns to to Navarro, where Grief and Kara have really turned Navarro around. You know, it's, just, it's yeah. a great place to be at the moment. But he returns there because he needs his um he needs the crest to be repaired. Um, so whilst he's there, though, they convince him to help him to blow up an old Imperial base. But it turns out the Imperial base is actually a lab where they're doing experiments. Um, the mm. guy, his name escapes me, but the guy who was doing the tests and taking the blood from Yodito, who I thought actually turned face at the end of that episode. Turns out he's still evil. He's doing these yeah. tests here in this lab. He he didn't look happy about it. He didn't look happy that he sort of had to no, know, keep but- taking keep taking blood from uh, from baby yoda and it doesn't necessarily mean he's a heel i mean the fact that he's doing this doesn't mean he's a heel it means he's being sort of put into a position where if he doesn't do yeah. it moff gideon is just going to kill him that's true so he could he's be, probably, he's, he could he's be doing like this the, under duress he's probably like that scientist from um face off you know the one who's the only one who knows how to do the, the, the that's right yeah yeah so he's basically maybe he's the only guy who knows how to do these experiments but anyway so they're trying to there's these big tubes kind of reminiscent of the uh the big tubes in the rise of skywalker with the oh, all yeah. the all the um all the snokes uh, all the snokes in it yeah very similar to that all these creatures just where they've tested the blood it's all been failing uh, all been failing so now they need more Yodito blood and Q uh, Giancarlo with uh, his Moff Gideon return and I wrote here mm. why the fuck could we not have a villain this good in the new trilogy I know I know this I mean, guy's yeah. been on this guy's been on screen for like no more than fucking like 15, 20 minutes and he's already better than anything Kylo Ren did. <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, I'm really stoked that uh, Giancarlo Esposito has you know, had this late career blossoming, playing these very soft-spoken but just, you know, don't fuck with them bad guys. I mean, yeah. like Gus Fring and, 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 and now uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah, he's, he's really, really good at it. That's the key word. He is intimidating. And no one in that new trilogy was intimidating. So like, this guy hasn't actually done anything yet, except for the fact that he... Well, he was... He was Flying his ship around in, at the, in the finale of season one yeah. um, of, of Mando, and he has a dark saber. But I just think here, he man, he is he's genuinely scary. Oh yeah, look, I mean, and he's yeah, not raising his voice, not uh, you know, not throwing his weight around. He's just yeah, you don't mess with this one. <laughs> you know, yeah, what's, what's good about it is you don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, he's a bit of a bit of a chess master and. Uh, yeah, no, he's it's he's a terrific villain, a terrific big bad. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we are uh, seeing him again, and uh, this is going to hopefully we'll be seeing more of him in the second half of the season. But yeah, so getting back to like the action sequences, I just think I have to agree in that canyon with the with the speeder bikes and everything. How fucking cool was that? Yeah, but even all, even all the stuff in the lead up to that with the. Uh, at, the tie at fighters, the base. yeah, yeah. Well, no, before all that, before oh, the they, time I was uh, rough, that weren't they? Yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the the whole sort of shootout and the everything that goes on at the base. It's like, yeah, this is really well done. This is just you know, it's 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 well paced. It's well sort of choreographed and blocked. It's uh, yeah, this just just works really really well. I'd always be up for a grief cargo spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this was. When they're sort of talking about, you know, they've um, basically got their own way of doing things in the Outer Rim, it was feeling a bit sort of Firefly or Serenity, almost. I mean, because uh, they I had that kind of thing going. completely agree. It's definitely a space western. Yeah, 100%. You know, and I mean, that was the... Um, I think that was the great thing about uh, about Firefly and Serenity, the movie, that, uh, yeah, it was sort of set in this vaguely 
lawless kind of part of the universe, stuff that was kind of forgotten. I mean, they talk about Coruscant and how it's the capital of the New Republic and all that kind of stuff. And this is very much in the outskirts. And they it's populated by kind of outlaws and fringe dwellers and people who want to do their own thing without being pushed around by either the Empire or the Republic. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I'd be happy to sort of watch, yeah, a, yeah, a, a Grief Cara Dune spin-off, yeah, where they're, uh, yeah, based... Settling a lawless land. What about a young grief played by Michael B. Jordan? Ooh. Yeah, I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. Because, <laughs> um, you know, play, he played Creed, didn't he? He did. Absolutely. It works. Oh, of course. It works. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Dando. But yeah, so honestly, this was... I. It's hard because I haven't gone back. I didn't go back and rewatch season one, but this has definitely been my favorite episode this season. I think I was just excited to have the original cast members back. It just to me, I felt like I was watching. All right, here we go. This is the man that I've been waiting for because I, 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 I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but I just felt like I, I, the show needed something to really get me that extra step over the line, but like get me really excited about what's to come. And I know they mentioned Ahsoka and whatnot, and I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's going to be new characters and stuff, but I. I really miss the old gang, and yeah, the fact that we got them back just massive thumbs up. Yeah, I just, look, I mean, the fir- I think the first three episodes we've had prior to this episode of this season have been, yeah, look, very quite good. I'd probably average out at maybe seven out of ten per episode, and this took it up to you know easily a nine, eight and a half, nine. You know, this is this was leaps and bounds better than the episodes that we've had so far. I mean, and there've been good parts of every episode so far, but I think this was across the board good. So where do you see the show going from here? My fear is that we're not going to get Griff Cargo and Cara Dune again because it was kind of like they were just making a cameo here as opposed to rejoining the story. I don't know because, you know, Mando set off on his way again. He has to get away because he he thinks that they're, that they're going to chase after him mm. because he's got Yodito. He's, he found out that they want more Yodito blood. And he, he's unaware, though, that Moff has planted the uh, the tracker, the, the tracker on, on, the, yeah. on the crest. We're probably going to get more... Maybe we'll get more grief because I think that guy... There needs to be repercussions of that guy, right? Like, he needs to get his comeuppance for what he did, surely. I, I reckon so. And look, also the stuff with um, with Kara and... Uh, I've, look, I've forgotten the, the character's oh, name. Oh, yes, but, of course, where we find out where she's from. Yeah, the whole talk about Alderaan and the little... Um, he leaves it like the badge or something, doesn't he, of the... Um, Yes. Of the Republic or the yeah. or the Rebellion or whatever, yeah, and wants I, I, to, I, he wants also, to join, yeah, yeah, and also that for the first time. I mean, I, it was probably their last season, but I'd noticed the little tattoo under her eye. Yeah, that was, I'm pretty sure that was their last season. I'm pretty sure it was last season, but it was the first time I'd really sort of paid attention to it. I think I was watching it on a better quality TV this time around. <laughs> um, it was like that's a nice touch, and yeah, I mean, I don't think he can sort of put something like that down without it being picked up a little later on, and you know. It may not be for a couple of episodes, but I think it'll happen this season that, uh, you know, we'll be seeing Kara re-enter the fight in some way. But the questions I've got here are like, you know, what will happen now that Mando's got the tracking device? Um, How long will they hold off Ahsoka? You know, will she be for the finale? Will they hold her off just until next week? Who knows? And where does Boba uh, Boba Fett fit into all of this? Yeah. Well, like I said, we got we're in we're in the second half of the season now, or you know, the second half of the season is about to begin with the next episode. So, uh, yeah, look, all these uh, all these breadcrumbs have been sort of laid down, and 
I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily mathematical. That's like, okay, we've set it up, and now the second half of the season is exploring all that stuff. Maybe they'll do sort of, you know, explore all new stuff in the in the coming episodes. I don't think necessarily everything they've done has to pay off immediately. But uh, I'm 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 terrible at sort of predicting what's going to come next. But uh, they've, what they've what they've lay uh, what they've given us, you know, with the tracking device and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, look, it's it's certainly interesting, and and of course the the reappearance of Moff Gideon. I think that's a you know a, a big indication of uh, the tone that or the the, the direction that's going to take next. Well, this is the thing. I only ever feel like the Mando's in actual peril when Moff Gideon's involved, because I don't know when I'm, when it's when you can tell it's just a standalone episode. It's just a fun Mando story. You know, by the end everything's going to be okay. But when Moff Gideon's involved, you're like. He might get his hands on Yodito. Yeah, true. The episode on the ice planet with the uh, with the evil ice spiders and all that kind of business. I mean, that was certainly scary, but it was more scary out of just like oh, I don't like I don't like ice spiders. Uh, I wasn't really that, uh, and I was probably worried for Frog Lady as opposed to like Mando and I, Yodito. I thought she was going to get it for sure, and I thought yeah. Mando was going to have to deliver the eggs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that was I thought that was really well crafted, and you know, you know. Gave me a bit of a thrill and a chill and all that kind of business, but it wasn't necessarily scared for Mando or for the child. Uh, yeah, but you're right with the reintroduction of Moff Gideon and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, yeah, the stakes have been raised a little here, so uh, it does keep you uh, on tenterhooks for what happens next. We also have the little subplot of uh, Bo Katana and her uh, her little crew trying to get the dark saber from Moff Gideon as well. Where are they going to get involved? Exactly right. Yeah, look, I've, I've no idea how they could come back into it, but you know, they're sort of, uh, you know, they're adding more and more characters with each uh, each episode that passes, and uh, I don't know, setting up for a um, hopefully a, a very intri- intriguing end game. Yeah, but 100%. for yeah, for, but for right now, just uh, we just had a really action packed, full throttle episode. Yes, definitely, definitely rejuvenated my love of the show. So, next week, we're going to be discussing Chapter 13. Not too sure who's directing that bad boy. Maybe I'll look it up. Let's have a look. I know last week we forgot to mention, by the way, was directed by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Well, while you're finding that, yeah, I mean, look, I was really curious about the whole new era thing that uh, that was sort of talked about. I mean, uh, clearly the Empire's got a, you know, a dastardly plot, as it always does. So, that's, yeah, uh, yeah something to... Uh, Something to munch on, like Yodito munches on little biscuits, like little blue biscuits. I love, I love that that he had the blue biscuits in the uh, <laughs> in the show, and, and then and then puked them up. I think I think you'd probably be aware of something like that, Dando, when you've uh, you know dealing with two little ones. That's that's, that's me, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's me and, and, playing with Elliot. Yeah. Oh, and look, and also, I mean, I I keep bringing up Ludwig Göransson's uh, music, but. A lot of oh, this was really great. Such a great soundtrack, man. Yeah, particularly during the uh, during the canyon chase. I mean, it was like almost like the really good electronic score of like a, jo- a good John Carpenter movie, like Escape from New York or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of different tones in the uh, in the music that uh, that Ludwig's bringing to the table. So that was great. Which I picked um, up an LP yesterday, Escape from New York, a two LP collection. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, God, you're, you're accumulating a really terrific collection. Oh, man. It's just, it's so peaceful to listen to it while I work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just noticed here, chapter 13, the, it's called The Jedi. So I'm assuming oh. we may be getting Ahsoka. Nice. Yeah. So Does, do we know who's directing? It's Dave Filoni, the old faithful. Right. Diamond Dave. Diamond yes. Dave knows his stuff. 
Now, you mentioned, before we wrap up, you mentioned the new era. So, one of the problems with the new trilogy that Disney produced was people were explaining, where did this first order come from? What the fuck? Like, what, all of a sudden, they're just in power again? Maybe this new mm. era is what evolves into the first order. That's a distinct possibility, yeah. It would, it would sort of join a few dots that have, uh, or tie up a few loose threads that have had people frustrated. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yes, that is chapter 12, chapter 13. Next week is the Jedi. Make sure you rate and review us in the iTunes store. Help us boost up the rankings for people who are searching for some Mandalorian goodness. And uh, don't forget to, if you want to support the show and get access to this show a bit earlier, as well as all our other podcasts here on the Four Finger Discount Network, we've got uh, Tales of Futurama, Talking Seinfeld, as well as the Four Finger Discount Podcast, where we discuss every episode of The Simpsons. It's going to be a Four Finger Discount patron, patreon.com slash Four Finger Discount for as little as $1. You will get access into the Four Finger Discount exclusive Facebook group, where we discuss and banter with all our other patrons on a daily basis, and it's a good time had by all. If you want to write into the show, just write it to take like a Mandalorian at fourfingerdiscount.com.au any questions i'd love to hear from you if you're enjoying the show what you think of the show and where you think the mandalorian is going in the future but for now mr davis any final words for the listeners there they are blast them <laughs>